You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Good morning. <laughs> awesome. Welcome wow, back, everyone. Really, Welcome yeah, back. Well, it's going to be a great show. Uh, the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with Greg Campbell. David Warren. Hi, I am. <laughs> I am one of the uh, one of the owners over at uh, Referral Mortgages here in Ottawa. I'm also a mortgage agent. So if you have any questions about mortgages, financing, numbers, anything, letters, even, I'll talk to you. David Warren is my business partner over at Referral Mortgages, and he's also a mortgage agent. And uh, Greg Campbell is a partner at Blue Panda Realty. He's an expert realtor. Lots of experts here. And uh, he helps people uh, buy homes, sell homes, and uh, talks to them all the time about how how great their options are. <laughs> a wonderful week this has been. What a tremendous week, Greg. How was your week? I don't know. It's it's got to be good because I'm laughing my face off right now. Uh, yeah, the week was good, man. I um <clears throat> I got that deal done last that we were talking about last week, where we did with the reverse offer. That one's all done. Um, just did a couple off market rental deals, which was, which was interesting. Um, I just love doing rentals off market, you know, it's like you get one and you just send it out to your, your people and you go, look, I got this. You got somebody for this seems to be easier to get rentals done than like exclusively than, than listing sometimes. But yeah. And then, and then of course I was with you gentlemen on uh, Wednesday night, my wife was singing at the, the uh, fireworks event down at Tavern on the Hill, which was fantastic. Yeah. You know, a lot of fun uh, we had, we had some beverages, probably had a, few, a couple too many beverages, but uh, you know what, what a great night. My kids <laughs> were there. They were dancing. We had some friends, friends who had never seen them before visiting. I made some great contacts, met some new people. That uh, you know, Greg today was, I'm sending Greg was the, the link crowd. to this. Greg I was, was working you know the what? crowd. It, it was all about the girls. The kids were just making friends, and then they're like, "Oh, everyone's like, oh my god, your girls are amazing!" And I'm like, "I know, they're amazing. I love them." <laughs> <laughs> they like, were pretty great. great. They were too. they were they were dancing dancing up a storm. And I mean, it's hard not to, to be honest, when the Hornets are uh, are jamming. It's hard not to move. Yeah, they make you move. You know, they make you move. That soul. It is nice though to get out and actually uh, interact with human beings. It was, uh, it was, you know, I don't know how many people were down there. It's probably a hundred and something. It was a firework viewing party. So, anyone who is uh, in Ottawa, the uh, Museum of Civilization, I believe, right in Quebec, is yeah. is kind of hosting yeah. the Sound and Light Show this year. So, fireworks, music. Uh, obviously, if you're on the Ontario side, you get the live band. And uh, there's kind of a viewing party at Tavern on the Hill. So still tickets available, I think, for all of next week as well. So if that's something that uh, is of interest, you know, live music, a couple bevies, fireworks, looking over Parliament. It's pretty magical, uh, pretty magical scene. And uh, it yeah, it was. It was pretty yeah. sweet. And, uh, you know, if, if Greg's there, you'll get uh, you get the dancers too, the full uh, the full crew. They basically <laughs> started the dance floor, uh, his daughters, and then everyone just went in. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, we had a fun weekend last week, actually. We, uh, David and I, in, in our office, we actually went into uh, the OSSC. is kind of a local Ottawa sport and social club here. We 
put in a softball team, joined a softball tournament. That was pretty uh, exhilarating. We had a good time with that. It was good, kind of nice to get out, especially when, you know, when you have a larger office, it's nice to actually get out and humanize people. You know, you see their name and emails and you're on Zoom calls and everything, but when you can actually sit down with people and chat and, you know, do something fun, it, it definitely changes the uh, the dynamic a bit, which is which is quite nice. Yeah. Spending the days outdoor, the day outdoors, getting to know uh, some of our uh, our agents better was uh, yeah, it was a great time. Only uh, only some minor injuries, only one oh broken foot. Yeah, <laughs> broken. Um, foot. How many how many agents do you guys have now? Like 20, 28, 28 agents, nice. and yeah. then, uh, we have some amazing staff as well in the office. Um, yeah, one broken foot. Uh, almost a broken face. We had, uh, we had a few, someone take a ball in the face twice and, uh, um, same person, same person <laughs> twice, <laughs> one time from the outfield nightmare, missed the glove right in the, right in the, right in the chomps. And then the second time I fired it, probably the hardest throw I could throw, trying to throw someone out at home, completely missed the glove right off the face. It was, uh, <laughs> It was quite the scene, wow. but uh, other than needless that, to say, next time we'll be having some uh, heavy liability waivers being signed in larger baseball gloves. Apparently, <laughs> you guys need to use like those Nerf softballs for the next yeah. one, like oh, a yeah. wicker ball yeah. or something, or those like Velcro pads. Maybe you should have a Velcro pad, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the ball will just stick to it, yeah. and rip it off, throw it. Um, how was the week in real estate? Uh, I mean, that was, it was a fun week in general, as far as uh, you know, getting out and doing things, but. How was the week in real estate, Greg? What are you seeing as far well, as, uh, you know, I mean, like, like I said, it, for me, it was, you know, I got that one deal done. I got a couple exclusive rental deals done. Uh, everything's it's still moving, but it, you know, you know, like we said, the last few weeks or things are still, they're sitting on the market a little bit longer. Uh, a lot of new listings came out the last little bit. Uh, I'm convinced that they're probably going to sit as well. Um, I've seen some properties that are taking three to four weeks to sell that, you know, would have sold in a couple of days previously. And also that has to do with expectations of the sellers, you know, pushing the price to the limit. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's some that are just astronomically overpriced right now that are, that are probably going to sit for another 30 days. Uh, like just out to lunch. We're seeing like some, some row homes in Riverside South, you know, over 800, Three bedroom row home over eight hundred thousand. I really, you know, uh, detached home eight hundred thousand. You can still find those if you look. You know, it doesn't matter how glamorous your your row home is. Eight hundred is like really pushing it. Even in Riverside South, I think <clears throat> there was a nice four bed that sold down there for seven eighty eight a few months ago. But that was that was uh, exceptional. Anyways, um, I do have some uh, stats based on one of the comments we got on the show a few weeks ago about rentals. What was the comment? They were asking about the rental market hotspots and what kind of what's kind of happening with rentals. So yeah, I think that was on YouTube. I don't yeah. remember verbatim what, what the yeah. question was, but it was something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, so you know, I, I didn't get, get into too much details. Like I didn't try to figure out exactly what the hottest markets are for rentals. But you know, as we know, the suburbs have been kicking ass. So I just used Orleans, Barhaven River, uh, Orleans, Barhaven, Riverside, South combined, and then Stitzel, Canada combined. And this is pretty interesting. So we've got in Orleans, 48 rentals, uh, and this is overall. So this could be stacked towns, rows, detached homes. Um, the average in Orleans is uh, 2,300, 2,350. Um, and now you, for all of these, you're going to be looking at like minimum 18 top could be like five G's. 
um, depending on what the product is. So Orleans, 2350, days on market, 17. Barhaven, Riverside South, 70 active rentals, 2,500 average price point, uh, or average price, days on market, 16. Stitzville, Canada, 52 active rentals. Again, 2,500 is the average price, days on market, 21. So overall, it's pretty similar. Orleans has $150 less per month average in rental price um, and has less rental listings available. But Barhaven Riverside South, 70 listings. That's a lot. That is now, a lot. Um, 2,500 is, uh, is pretty high, it seems. It's high, man. And what, uh, what are they, what, what's the, like, is that detached? Is it towns? Does it, well, is this is, this is the thing. This is for, this is the average for everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think if we, you know, if we're looking at the top average, the detached, you, you know, some of them are hitting 5,000, but you know, yeah. those, I guarantee you, those are not on market for 16 days. Those are on the market no. for, those have probably been on the market for 60 days. Like I, I looked at some of them, I just kind of scanned it, but I wanted to give everybody an average. Um, I could get, if it's interesting, if anyone's really interested in seeing a more detailed breakdown of uh, detached versus condos and row homes. I'm happy to do that. Uh, and I could, you know, I could, I could publish that on the page as well, because, uh, yeah, I, I find that that's, that price is high overall. And I think, I think with all these, uh, rentals on the market that the prices are going to have to come down a, a bit, you know, the two that I just did, we came down from what, from what it was before. And, and the main reason was, uh, my guys didn't want to wait. And we had comments saying that it was just too much. Hmm. So I can't imagine being, I can't imagine being, you know, whatever age you are, early twenties, looking to rent your first place and seeing a $2,500 price tag Crazy. On, on your, on your unit, but, you know? But I think, I think for the most part though, people re getting a rental for the first time is, you know, probably going to be an apartment or something of that nature, more central, yes. you yes. know, those houses, I would imagine Barhaven, Canada, Stittsville, Riverside, single South, they're, they're single family. Still, you know, the, no, the family yeah, mo you're right. But mo and most of them are row homes. Like the, the yeah. general, the, the most popular rental, I should say is, or is a row. So you're looking at two grand at least for that, depending on what it was. Like I saw some, you know, they're 2,300 for those depending on what's how new it is. Right. So my, I had a town home in Barhaven that I had as a rental. I sold it beginning of 2018. I think it was. And I had that, and that was, I had that rented for 50, either 1500 or 1550. And it was a three bedroom, yeah. Yeah. two and a half bath or three bedroom, one and a half bath finished basement. So yeah. in, in that, in the three years, it's effectively come up almost 150 bucks a year. It's crazy, man. Yeah. And like that price, you know, to find a, to find a nice row home right now for $1,800 is a dream. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, and you know, to, to go into rentals a bit, uh, you know, before we got on what I was saying earlier, like, you know, everybody's got to be prepared. Like I have a family right now looking for something and they're, they're not in the greatest situation. I won't get into it too much, but um, there's a lot of a lot of factors involved, and um, they can't find what they need. They have first and last month's rent. They have a full year's uh, rental payment as well once they once they sell their home, um, but they can't get anything because of the way that their their life has taken a turn, and 
uh, he's on leave, but he will have employment as soon as he's back and um, they're taking care of family. That's the basic scenario. And uh, so they don't have any, any income per se right now on paper, although they do have support and they'll pay a year up front, but they can't even, no one's going to take them, even if they'll pay a year up front, mm-hmm. just because they don't have that committed uh, income statement for the last couple months. I fa- I mean, I, I get it, but I found that a little, I don't know. Anyways, I wonder it's, also it's, now those listings, the rental listings that you gave us the numbers on, those are ones that are being listed with realtors as well, right? Like those are actually publicly listed as opposed to, you know, marketplace, yeah, that's right. et cetera. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, I know back in the day when I was looking at rentals, like, you know, late teens, early twenties, I was definitely not going through a real estate agent either. Right. You're kind of going directly to the people. So I think those sorts of things where people are not accepting those contracts or they're doing more due diligence on income and things like that, it's probably because of the fact that they're getting screened more thoroughly, right. Going through mm-hmm. that channel. Whereas if you're going through a Kijiji or somewhere like that, people are probably going to be you would assume maybe a little more uh, lenient on those sorts. Like if you went on some people, if they offer 12 months in advance, they don't care about your income at all. Just, well, I'll worry about it in 12 months from now. If you, if you leave. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. So um, I don't know, but these guys, you know, and there's still a lot of Kijiji that are run by, by realtors. So you don't always find, and you don't always find the best spots that way. Uh, no, I'm not suggesting anyways, that's I, the best route either. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe for any listeners, if you have a place and you're, uh, that's for rent, yeah. reach out to Greg, I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, you'll like, get to your 12 I, months up front. And I have a great family and they, they will take care and they're most likely going to stay for two or three years. Um, they're just in this weird scenario right now where they can't get anything to stick. Um, and you know, I, I look at these, rental properties at where they are. And, you know, I think back to about a year ago, I mean, even before that, when the market started changing for rentals as well, there wasn't as many rentals, you know, and your multiple offer on rentals and you have to send in the application and Mm -hmm. along with like an ID and and then people won't even, they won't even consider you half the time, even if you have an income over 120,000 in in income in the house, like I, I was seeing people just turning them down because they were looking at, I'm like, well, what do you want? They make 120,000. They have a great credit score and you're turning them down. Cause what you want someone that makes 200,000 to rent your, your home. You think they're, that's going to be a better tenant for some reason. Yeah. Like, crazy. So, I yeah. mean, you know, now I know it's, it's not as extreme right now, but still like there's all these, uh, these landlords are just making people jump through hoops. And, uh, these are good people that, that need somewhere to live. And they, uh, you know, the scenarios are all different, obviously, and everybody has their own bottom lines. But I mean, with the way that the rental seeing this many numbers on the market now, these prices, they, I mean, I think they have to come down, even if it's a hundred bucks, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. A lot of people can't, just can't do it. Well, if nothing's moving, like if we're seeing listings stay on longer at those prices, rentals are staying on longer. I mean, that's going to force a downward shift. There's no, there's no really yeah. way around it unless there's a huge uptick in you know, people migrating and needing a rental, but it seems like that's across the board, right? If it's on rentals and on purchases, if everything's stagnant, then I think that goes back to what we were saying about the time of year as well. You know, we're, we're August 20th yeah. today. This will be released, I think on the 23rd is Tuesday, 24th, 23rd. And, um, you know, and the, I just got a not- notification right before we came on from my son's school saying they're back September 7th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
two weeks notice we're back. And, uh, I think that'll, I think Dave, you mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but I think that'll definitely get people back into gear if they're, you know, once they're settled in kids are in school. Okay. Let's, let's get this ironed out before Christmas. Let's get, uh, let's get yeah. moving on the home purchase. Right. These are the last two weeks of summer. So I have a feeling it'll stay pretty, pretty stagnant for the next week or two. Uh, for sure, man. And, and with that election, I mean, <laughs> you know, I've, yeah. uh, I, I'm not, I'm honestly, I'm honestly not expecting anyone that I'm working with to buy until after the election. Mm-hmm. I think they should be buying now because I think there's deals out there, but I don't think anyone's going to do it. I think they're all just waiting. So I'm, I'm honestly expecting none of my buyers that I'm working with to buy anything for the next four weeks. And in my business, that's, you know, I don't want that, mm-hmm. but I'm just looking at it as that's a, that's a big possibility. And I think, you know, it's not something to be afraid of is, you know, even if you're new in the business, this, this can happen. You got to be prepared for moments like this. I mean, if anything, if anything, uh, breaks great, but, uh, even the, my listings that are coming up, I said, forget it. So just, you know, I said, if you need to list now, let's, let's do it, but be prepared to be waiting. Mm-hmm. So the one good thing, accordingly, the one good thing to, that you want to do it now. Yeah. The one good thing that has come from this, uh, pandemic is that people certainly give a shit now who their mayor is, who the premier is, who the prime yeah. minister is. People are very cognizant of, uh, you know, the powers that be and uh, who, who's making the decisions that affect us all. You know, uh, I actually heard yesterday an interesting conversation between uh, two intelligent humans, not myself. And, uh, and they were talking about how in the U S basically, you know, they have a, they have a constitution or they have a, you know, their rights and freedoms and the government's basically in place to make sure that they maintain those rights and freedoms. Whereas in Europe and Canada and most other places, we basically look to the government to tell us what our rights and freedoms are, as opposed to uh, knowing what they are and making sure that they uphold them. So I think people are, uh, there's going to be a lot of votes this year. I think a lot more votes than in the past. I agree. And uh, I agree. it'll be interesting to see what happens, but Dave, I know you, we were talking about this before we came on air that uh, some of the parties have started to release what their plans are with regards to the housing market um, and how they, how they might uh, affect that, you know, positively or negatively. And maybe you want to touch on that quickly just to, for anyone who hasn't heard. It's always uh, interesting, you know, whenever there's elections coming up, whether that's local or, uh, or federal, but, you know, obviously housing is front and center. Um, The one party released their uh, at least preliminary uh, uh, housing platform yesterday, the conservatives uh, were the first ones out of the gate. And it, uh, it looks like, you know, a couple of interesting things that I, I, I kind of picked out was, uh, you know, they're looking at a ban, a, a full ban on foreign buyers um, buying any property in Canada that's not going to be a property they live in themselves. So no foreign rental purchases, uh, which I think in markets, you know, we've been seeing it in, in Ottawa some and, and certainly over the last couple of years has been an uptick, but, but I know that's a big, a huge problem in, in Toronto and Vancouver of, of driving up those Vancouver prices. For so, sure, yeah. Um, you know, that, I think that's an interesting move. Uh, and there was, um, they kind of brought it up of, uh, you know, take selling, you know, the government being the largest real estate property owner in Canada, um, and a lot of property that's gets underutilized. And so their, their platform is to convert 15% of the government buildings into uh, residential real estate. And uh, and to fulfill a need of adding a million house, uh, a million properties or a million units back to the market, 
uh, over three years. Like that's a really aggressive timeline of three years, but um, that's Mm. a lot, that's a lot of, that's a lot of properties. That's, you know, that would make a huge difference to the housing inventory to, you know, balancing out markets. Um, And, and a lot of that being, you know, obviously for affordable housing and kind of eliminating some of the red tape, but I thought those were kind of some interesting, uh, interesting ideas. Yeah. And I think uh, we suggested that on Turep last summer, May May of 2020, we were suggesting they convert the uh, unused mm-hmm. commercial buildings to residential. So that's uh, it's great that clearly the conservatives are listening to the show, and uh, Aaron O'Toole is uh, is implementing our ideas. <laughs> Number one fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, it'll be uh, that. That's uh, thanks for that, Dave. I think as the coming weeks, as everyone starts rolling out their their plans, yeah, they may be listening. Um, as they roll out their plans, it'll be interesting to see what what everyone's focusing on, right. As far as topics of discussion and, and what their points of, uh, you know, contention and interest are over the, over the coming weeks and, and how they're going to portray that to, you know, the Canadians, the Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. The population to the, what word should I use here? Canadians. Um, Canadians. Yeah. Canadians. I mean, cause it is, it is such a, it's such a hot topic across the country. It's not just, you know, housing, housing issues can continue to be a bigger and broader issue and not just in, you know, Toronto and Vancouver, the two largest markets, but also rolling into even the East coast, you know, there's a lot of markets that are, you know, at a housing shortage and, you know, little places like, you know, even Kingston, like their prices are skyrocketing or things like that. And so I think it certainly is a, uh, you know, there's, there's a housing crisis of affordable housing. Like we talked about the rental rates, you know, $2,500, like that's not affordable um, for a lot of families. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see what the other two main parties come out with uh, for their platforms and, and how it addresses affordability, uh, qualifying for first time home buyers, mm-hmm. and what programs maybe that they kind of are, are rolling, you know, think of rolling out to assist with those down with down payments for first time home buyers or additional credits or what have you. But, um, I think it is, you know, there's been so many changes over the years and, um, like it's, you know, dozens of changes, I think something like 50 or 56 since 2018, um, to mortgage qualifying and the mortgage industry in, uh, since 2018. So I think, I think it will be interesting to see how these, uh, these platforms roll out and, and whether those are actually implemented or to what, what capacity and, or whether it's all just, and this service. is, and this is soon, this is in like four weeks, yeah. right? The election. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. A month from today. The shortest, like, it's the, the shortest election. Uh, I think it's 36 days is the shortest period for campaigning. And that's what, uh, what they chose to, to call the election for was the shortest amount of man. He's, here. he's got balls. <laughs> this, but I've, I'm I'm very interested in seeing where this goes. We should host Obviously. a real estate debate with uh, with all the party leaders. Oh, <laughs> imagine we would definitely be the ones to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stena said, uh, "Stena, top fan." It says even top fan. She's she's got a, a she's bedazzled. She's got a jewel beside her name. Um, I read an article about multi generational households being on the rise in Canada. So families combining income to buy larger homes. Are we seeing this in the Ottawa region? I can yeah. say personally that I've certainly seen that more this year. Uh, a lot of people, whether it be, um, you know, we've talked about it before, but the old bank of mom and dad, you know, helping out or on top of that, which is not the same as what you're saying, but a lot of families getting involved in purchases, you know, we're seeing more three, uh, three applicants on a file, things like that. Um, people sometimes needing that additional income, but to Stennis point, 
people are actually saying, well, why don't we, you know, sell our house, buy this house together, a larger home and kind of all live in it together. Uh, granny sweets, things like that. Now, have you guys seen that? Uh, Dave and Greg, have you guys seen yeah, that? Yeah, I had, I had a, uh, I had sibling. I mean, it's not multi-generational, but I had, uh, siblings that, you know, both, par- both siblings married two families and they said, we're going to sell our house. And they went and they're buying, you know, a much larger home. They they're combining all their income together. And, you know, it's a very, I don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it certainly have been, uh, I've been seeing it and it's something, yeah, it's been going on in, in the, in the larger and more expensive markets, but, but yeah, we have been seeing it in, at least I have as well in, uh, in Ottawa. It's not truly as common of, you know, of everyone in the same household. A lot of them are, you know, granny suites or, or secondary suites and maybe mm-hmm. mom and dad are moving into or something like that, or grandparents living in. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Have you, have you dealt with anyone, Greg? I haven't, I haven't personally. I know, I know there's a lot of it going on, but I haven't personally, it's not yeah. my, uh, just hasn't come my way. I mean, I've spoken with people about it, but it was kind of like later, not yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely not the, uh, the top choice by a lot of, uh, a lot of families to, to live, uh, no. <clears throat> you know, to live, live multi-generational through, uh, in the house. But, uh, but yeah, it's out of necessity for some and, and some out of preference, but, um, I, I will say there's some neighborhoods that I know where there's, um, you know, there's immigrants moving in and they are with large families mm-hmm. uh, where they're moving in with their, you know, with their parents and their kids and the grandkids. I've seen, I've seen it a couple of times. Um, and that's, I mean, I think that stems from the culture too and where they're from and how they've, how they've been raised um, and how they would live elsewhere. So they just bring it here and, and they, they live that way, which is, I mean, obviously and, that's fine. And I, I find the great, great but. The, the great thing in those I find, you know, to that, to your point, Greg, is, uh, those families, they will support one another. So like, you know, all live together, save up a nest egg amongst the group, yeah. one help one person buy, everyone does the same thing, helps the next person yeah. buy, saves up. And it, it's, it's very much a cultural, um, cultural thing that, that, you know, us, uh, from North America, we, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't, and no, we, we, we don't. don't. And, and you got to give it to them. Like they're doing it Absolutely. at the right time, especially in, in North America, you know, whereas we're like, we're like, yeah, 18, get out there and make your way in yeah. the world, boy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get out of here. We yeah. don't want you anymore. Kind, yeah. you know, kind of, you know what I mean? Oh, but, we, um, we, we say that, but also, I mean, as I alluded to, when we first answered the question, I mean, there's, Many times, first-time homebuyers were seeing parents, you know, pass along oh, yeah. generational well, wealth, now things like that, and and giving down payment to help with the equity and things like that. So, I mean, it is it certainly does happen, just maybe not as. Uh, as I think it's uh, more with with, with us. Elaborate. It's more of the. Um, I mean, with our culture here, I like I would say you know it's more of the help mm-hmm. as opposed to the living with. Yes, and yeah. uh, and all that. But I think, but I do believe that's changing, especially with our elderly. Um, you know, and some people aren't comfortable with, uh, sending them to, uh, well, not sending them to moving them into a, into a home a retirement home. Um, and now kind of like, you know, if your mom or dad are alone, it's a little bit easier to move them in with you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so I know that there's more of that happening. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think kids are staying at home longer. Like, you know, I'd yeah. say the average kid is probably not moving out till, you know, mid to late twenties now. Whereas I know when we were younger, I mean, 
Hell, I was on my own at 17. I think Dave, you were, I mean, after moving out, e- out East for university, you were out on your own after that. So, I mean, there's, it's definitely changed a lot. I mean, I know kids are obviously still going away for school and so on, but I think generally speaking, most people are leaving home a little later, which then, you know, if you're, if you're 30, your parents are 70 and then, you know, five, six years, they're getting older, you buy a new home, maybe they're moving in with you. Like it, it could definitely happen more often. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a, a question from uh, Brian. He says, parents passing mortgages down to their children. Is that coming in Ottawa? So kind of, I guess, having the children assume the mortgage. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I like an assumption of the mortgage for uh, from the parents. I don't. I haven't been seeing it. I have, you know, there in, in some cases the parent might have a home that they gift the equity, like so that the kid buying the property from them, but they're kind of gifting them a little bit of the portion of the down payment in that from the equity in that property. Um, but but not so much. At least I haven't of of assuming you know a parent's mortgage or anything like that. If to that point, if a family member is assuming the parent's mortgage, they still have to qualify correct. on their own though. Correct. Yeah. 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 But it keeps, I mean, I think the, the benefit of that would obviously be keeping the, the right. equity, right? Like not, not having equity. to sell or, or go into a, a home, basically just, you know, have the kids take over the mortgage. Parents probably stay there, get a, you know, do some renos at a granny suite or a coach house or, or what have you. And, um, and just keep it so you don't have to, you know, basically sell the home. You can't just keep the, especially with the way the homes are appreciating these days. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's where, what, why people would do that in other areas. Uh, I was just thinking based on what we were talking about that we should probably maybe for next week or the week after whenever the uh, parties have announced their kind of platforms, um, we should basically take all the highlights of each party and, and just go through them and, you know, talk to the, uh, the pros and cons of each one just to, uh, you know, Keep it relevant. Keep it topical. We only got 36 days to, uh, to discuss. So we'll yeah, let, let people know. Yeah, um, something I wanted to point out uh, before we uh, wrap this up today is that I will be participating and, and I'm going to, I'm going to mention it again. I'm going to mention them again. I'll be participating in my first unreserved auction. Oh, because I have clients who are, who are going to go in on it. So we went and saw the house um, it's good. And they want to bid. So we're going to do a bid and they're cooperating with realtors at uh, 2%. So, uh, be- I'm, I'm excited to hear how this transpires. The, uh, yeah. the auction process, you know, all of that. Maybe what I'll do is I'll video it as we do it online and then I'll, we can, uh, we can show it next, next, uh, next week on the show. A uh, quick question here before we get into the uh, mood boost. Um, Naveen says, can parents, permanent residents, uh, co-sign a mortgage if they don't have a source of income in Canada? They have pension and assets in the other country. No. <laughs> <laughs> Naveen, shut down. Uh, I mean, they would be considered, uh, if income is overseas, it would be considered, you know, foreign income, non-resident, uh, income that you would, I think you'd be able to probably get it done with a major bank maybe. Um, but it wouldn't be anything better than 65, 35% down, like 65% loan to value. Uh, you might be able to go with an alternative lender that might give you lesser down. Um, but yeah, that's basically where you're going to be. You're definitely going to be stuck. Um, you're not going to get anything with, you know, at 20% or, or less certainly. Great question. 
I love it when, when I like when people ask questions. Keeps us. It's on a good inter- good interaction today. I mean, yeah. the show's always a little bit better when people are talking to us. Talk to me. Keep it coming. <laughs> Mood boost, gentlemen. Let's roll Let's into it. it. Boost okay. my body. I have. Uh, I know. I'm not sure how many I have today. I'm just going to start reading them, and and uh, we'll see where we go. So number one. I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. <laughs> this is yes. topical for uh, toe rep. On an antiquities tour, a traveler read a plaque on an ancient building that said, this building stands exactly as it did when it was first built. Not a stone has been changed or replaced. Traveler shrugged and said to the person next to her, gee, we must have the same landlord. Aaron. Uh, I feel that. Okay. I so feel then. that mood boost in my soul. <laughs> uh, number three? Is this three? Um, where did you go here? How are coffee beans like children? They're always getting grounded. Oh, my. Oh, my. I, I can do one more. A little. I'll do, do one, one more, more please. Um, yeah, it's not that great, but I'll say it anyways. Uh, where do birds go for coffee? To the Nest Cafe. Let's mm-hmm. say one for uh, four. One for four on that. Uh, uh. First one was killer. I can't even remember it. Yeah. What was the first one again? Say it again. Oh, first <laughs> one was good. First one was... Um, let me find them. Oh. <laughs> The stairs. The stairs. Always, always they're, always up, they're always up to something. Yeah, that's a good one. Those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> stairs. Uh, so, gentlemen, what do we got planned for the week? What's on the, uh, what's on the ducket? Well, I'm, I'm supposed to be DJing that festival on Sunday, but now it looks like rain, rain, rain. So that's mm. uh, not, not as exciting. Yeah. Um, got some discount Bummer. codes ready to send out, but for people to make the trip, they're not feeling it as much. So we'll see. I'll probably be there playing in the rain. It's not so bad for the uh, yeah. Gaia Gaia. Fans. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It's 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 going to be fun regardless. And and you know, with the weather this summer, who knows? And it could be clear and and hot and sunny, no clouds. Without yeah. the rain, we wouldn't appreciate the sun, Greg. You know, it's very true. Washes wow. away all our sins, right? So deep, so deep here. <laughs> uh, that's about it for the weekend, though. I'm uh, doing that, and I think uh, something else, but I can't remember. Family, family time. Yeah, David. David, cottage and work, fun stuff. Yeah, I'm doing much the same. Uh, some stuff for the kids tonight and tomorrow, and then um, Sunday we're celebrating uh, my son's 15th birthday. 15. Wow. So uh, yeah, family coming over for that. Um, you know, probably some uh, fun and games in the backyard. Yeah, and a little bit of work, a little bit of reading. A little bit of reading is really good. Uh, cu- a couple of things I want to mention, you know, we don't do this enough on the show and I know we've talked about it. We should, we'll start running those ads next week. I'll have mm-hmm. listings to run. We're going to start running um, some ads for properties that we have. Everyone listening. And I'd also like to mention that I have two exclusive listings coming out. One is a condo. Like it's an apartment, two bedroom apartment condo in Canada. And then I have a row home coming up in Orleans exclusively. So if anyone listening would like more information about that, just reach out to me. Um, we're trying to sell it off, off market. 
um, later closing is, is fine. Like December, November, December, January. So yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, for anyone listening, we're always available too. the three of us. If you want to have a chat off air, if you have a question about, uh, you know, buying a house or, you know, your, your mortgage is coming up for renewal, thinking about selling your house, anything to do with real estate. I mean, don't, uh, don't wait for the show to come out. You can reach out to us anytime. We're more than happy to chat. Uh, as always, show will be released Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock. We were debating maybe changing that, but I think, uh, we're going to keep it status quo for now. Tuesday, 10 AM. We'll have the show out on, uh, all the podcast. Oh my God. I always do that. Podcast, all the podcast platforms and, um, and on YouTube. And as always, uh, shout out to, uh, Stephen Hopkins, the man behind the magic. He, uh, there he is. <laughs> he is. He's their uh, amazing <laughs> producer. And uh, also to North Brew Coffee. If you go to northbrew.ca and use the promo code PODCAST, you'll get 20% off all your coffee orders. That's it. That's all we got. That's all we got for this week, gentlemen. See you next week. Love next it. Have a great week. Okay. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.